This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Curb Your Enthusiasm, Season 11, Episode 4 is over. We're just getting started here on Post Show Recaps, talking about the watermelon. I am Josh Wiggler. Uh, I am joined here by, as we learned last week on the podcast, a man who, what was it, Akiva, you've never eaten watermelon? What was everyone freaking out about? Yes, that's correct. I've never never eaten watermelon. Ever in your entire life. Mm -mm. Is that because of a lack of uh, opportunity or a choice? No, it's not a lack of opportunity. The the kids in in this house like watermelon. Um, Yeah, It's one of these things. Maybe I have eaten it because how do I? I know deep down I don't like it. And I guess the only way I know that is it has entered my mouth, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And here's a weird take. I really like watermelon flavored things. Like watermelon flavored taffy. Uh I like. Yeah. Uh, what else is watermelon flavored? I don't know, like a Jolly Rancher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. Lo- I would really like that. Oh, any sort of popsicle, frozen or otherwise. <sighs> I think it's a texture thing. I think I'm a big texture guy, and for it whatever could be reason, grainy. It's like... it could be mm-hmm. grainy. Uh, yeah, it could, I think it that's could, what it is. It could be very grainy. Well, uh, suffering in silence through his indignation over the realization that Akiva has never eaten watermelon is our special guest today. Uh, he is a he is a friend of mine, though I'm loath to admit it. Uh, he is the co-host of the Everything Is Super podcast in the Post Show Recaps main feed, as well as the host of the YA podcast in the Post Show Recaps patron feed, alongside Melissa Woodward. Coming here without Melissa, just himself, uh, noted watermelon enthusiast Kevin Mahadeo. Kevin, welcome to the podcast. I 
am so upset by this revelation. <laughs> I I am a big melon person. I love wow. melon. Uh, mm. Watermelon is up there. Cantaloupe might be my favorite melon. Uh, Ooh, that's like my dad honeydew. loves the cantaloupe. I love watermelon flavored candy. I love watermelon boba. I just the fact that you have never eaten a watermelon or you assume you have tasted it but don't like it. I'm this is upsetting to me as a person who who well I don't need any melons. melons. Like oh my god, none of them. You couldn't pay me a thousand dollars to eat a honeydew. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you think I have a thousand dollars on hand. By the way, (laughs) I just love that a thousand bucks. What's your price for a honeydew, Akiva? Well, I think honeydew. Are we getting you at five? Are we getting you at five figures for? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I could, you know, take a couple days off work. Yeah, Um, we'd have to take off work after a honeydew. (laughs) Yeah, like I could recover, you know. Yeah. It would you be uh, go to therapy? Yeah, it would be mostly. It's mostly a mental health issue, probably at that point. Yeah, I get the graininess of the watermelon being an obstacle. Kevin, you don't see that. that. The texture of a watermelon is very specific. It is. It like it's not like cantaloupe or honeydew, which has like a more solid texture to it, uh, especially like a good one. Uh, But the watermelon has that like graininess. I mean, they helped us come a long way by getting rid of the seeds. So at least that's something that they've done. For watermelon, but they have not fixed that texture Seeds, problem. Baby. I can get that. Uh-huh. I don't like pulp either, so I can, I can. You know what? I'm, I'm feeling what you're putting down here because as a person who despises pulp in their orange juice, I could see the texture thing of watermelon. So maybe I'm coming around to, well, to understanding I, your point of view. I was about to start scheduling my annual watermelon orgy. Uh, Akiva, <laughs> I was going to send you an invitation, but I, I guess uh, I'll just save the paper there. I could be uh, the judge of like, okay, who's the best, that's good. Who's doing the best? I'm that's not grossed good. out by watermelon people yeah. eating watermelon. You can be around it. You can be around mm-hmm. it. Sure. Okay. You can be around a watermelon orgy and then uh-huh. not be grossed out, basically. Well, we, we hope. We hope that you all out there can be around the Watermelon Podcast as we are talking about Curb, Episode 4, Season 11. Kevin, when uh, I told you about a month ago, I said, Akiva and I are going to be podcasting about Curb Your Enthusiasm, and you freaked out. You said, tell me when. I want to be on it. Uh, and I didn't. I don't know that I realized that you loved uh, Larry David as much as you do. I love Larry David. I love Curb. I'm a huge Seinfeld fan. Uh, Seinfeld is one of the shows I grew up with. My dad watched it regularly. My family and I would quote it to each other constantly. Um, I distinctly remember a day we were trying to discuss uh, what episode was it from with the um, the hello, you know, like part. And we couldn't figure it out, my sister and I. I was like, wait till dad gets home. He'll know. Walk through the door. Our first thing is like, hey, dad, what's the episode with the hello? And he's just like, oh, that's the one where Jerry's dating a girl where her belly buttons like literally broke down the entire thing. So like I was a huge fan of Seinfeld for a long time when I discovered that Curb Your Enthusiasm existed. I think I was in college. And I think there may have been like a few seasons at that point. And my roommate and I binged every single episode like in a row. We got it from uh, on on DVD, I believe, and just like blitzed through it. Uh, And I've been watching it ever since. Really was anticipating its return about a few years ago. Loved it. Uh, Especially loved the Spike Store last season. So this season coming back, I am... I'm thrilled at its return. And like, yeah, once I found out you were doing this, I was like, oh, I got to come on. this. Well, so big as, Larry fan. So as somebody who's coming back into the to the curb universe, uh, Kevin, how are you feeling about season 11 so far? Four episodes deep. I'm OK, so I'm enjoying it. My big thing with curb is that I happen to land on Larry's side 
almost I want to say like 90% of the time. Uh-huh. I agree with him, which is not a great place to be. This but... episode may have pushed that a little bit. I it feel did. Like. It did. This was one where I'm like, ooh, I'm coming in on one that I don't know how much I'm siding with Larry, which is unusual for me. Uh, but this season so far, I've been enjoying. I don't love the plot line about the the uh, Maria Sophia like of it all. You're not a Maria uh, but... Sophia fan? I just, I just find part. I found, I find how it's happening a little bit too much for me. Like, like him being blackmailed like that is, yeah. is I don't know why, but like that is a little too much. I love, I love everything else. Like, I love the awkwardness of having to have her in here, but I don't like the blackmail as a way to get it there. But I love the audition stuff. I love her and Cheryl fighting. I thought was great. Anytime Ted Danson shows up, I, I adore it. And even though it was like five seconds as he tried to wrestle her away from Cheryl. Akiva, uh, we so... got another Ted Danson shout this week. Uh, yes. Woody Harrelson called him out. Woody Harrelson uh, uh, said I Ted mean, was right about you. Right? Yeah, yeah, so maybe it could be any Teddy. But um... uh, but I assume well, it was Ted I, I think Danson. we're burying the lead a little bit with something here. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Like this, this, let's talk about this episode for a second. Well, didn't yeah, you really happened? like this episode? I mean, this episode, I felt very uncomfortable during large swaths <laughs> isn't of this classic curb. Like, did, isn't this a huge, huge swing by them? It was. It was a real. Uh, it was a really wild ride. Uh, Larry David befriends a member of the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, mm-hmm. Is is uh, was how long has that been on the whiteboard for? Do you think the very, very, like very, very, very whiteboard? Right, shocking they hadn't done it yet. Yeah, um, it was I wild. Mean, this, it was wild. It was wild to me. This is the part that, yeah, I, I, I don't agree with the Larry of it all. Right, I know, like this is the, this is, but this, like, I, I keep was right. Like this is classic curb. Larry gets into situations and leads the shenanigans. Is, is like what happens? Uncomfortable situations that no normal human should be in. And I think befriending a clansman is right there with it. But part of me had really hoped, like what they had done is like you get to the scene. He spills the coffee. He does this whole exchange with him. He's like, oh, give me your number. Put it in the phone. He puts the number in the phone. The guy leaves and immediately he just throws it in the trash. And that's the end of that storyline. I would have died. I, I would have loved it if that's where it went. That said, the, the laundry owner, he gets it. He gets it. He knew what was yeah, up. He and definitely so he appreciated that. Did he misplace it, uh, Akiva, or did he throw the robe away? I think he's pretty clear that he threw it away. He's like, yeah. you give it to me, you got to know. Like, it, and, and in the context of what, what uh, Susie did with it, it's very clear. That they, <laughs> yeah, oh totally. totally. Yeah, that was that's really that was nice level. <laughs> so perfect. That That's what makes this level bizarro to me. Because, like, the idea of me disagreeing with Larry, but then agreeing with Susie? it's impossible usually mm-hmm. for me like i am usually so against Susie's stances on things but at the end of this episode i was like yeah Susie, you you did it right here there were a few things in this episode that i loved and then a few things that either i liked or didn't really care about um but it's still again akiva feels to me that there's just there's so much happening uh at at once this the the optometry thing in this episode existing alongside the the kkk member alongside um everything with the shofar uh and the uh, and the pirate booty it felt like another episode that just was was packed 
Um, I don't know. I, I, I definitely preferred last week's episode to, to this one. Uh, would you put the watermelon above the mini bar? Keith? Yes, I have the watermelon above the mini bar. Okay. I think you will remember like the, the idea of like Larry befriending the KKK guy. I'm not saying this is a perfect episode and it's a top five episode of the series. I think this will be the most memorable episode when we talk of about the this. whole thing. I mean, of the, of the we, whole season. Kevin's talking about like, yeah, I love the Spite Store last year. Like this year, Spite Store. I think <laughs> I, this is first of all, we really went away from the show. I mean, the show is mentioned, but this, you know, this was a little bit more of a bottle episode or whatever. Like everything is really self-contained in this episode. Yeah. yeah. And yes, it was very long, like a lot of the episodes. It was not perfect, but and like sometimes it was predictable, but like crazy things happen. Like you have a KKK guy befriending Larry. Mark Manchaka uh, yeah. is the actor uh, of uh, he was on The Outsider, Ozark, recognizable face, Mark Manchaka. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting guy, like a good casting for that role. Yeah. And I, I just I, I think like. You know, like everything really had a place like the rabbi. It's like, why is he here? But he gives Larry the chauffeur, which ends up being like the piece at the end of the that, episode. Like that did kill me. Uh, him wake him waking up. The, and all of the a sudden he can blow it also. <laughs> how does he know how to blow it? It was a great ending. Uh, it was uh, it was definitely my favorite ending of the of the season. Uh, for sure. I don't think anything comes close. Uh, that that really, really cracked me up. Um, but it it just felt like a lot. It felt like a lot. I think that the KKK member, that stuff is supremely memorable. I don't know how memorable the Woody Harrelson piece is to me, to be totally honest, uh, that it kind of just culminates in him throwing grapes on the ground. Uh, felt a little anticlimactic. I loved uh, I loved Larry being forced to agree to take him to his tiny farm that doesn't exist with his cow named Jesse, which I thought was an incredible improvisation of, yeah, I have a cow. His name's Jesse. Uh, that was good. Jesse's a girl who skateboards, a young woman who skateboards on a cow. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I find it interesting. I will say that I do think as much as there is the plot line, you're, you're, you're sort of, uh, you haven't hit, which is a plot line in this. And I do find it interesting that this is, one of the things for this episode is the watermelon because a big part of it is yep. about uh, Leon, you know, the discovery that Leon likes watermelons and the awkwardness of being black and liking watermelon, right? which is like the awkwardness of playing into a stereotype. I a hundred percent understand. And I totally get that. I've had this exact discussion with like some of my friends about like specifically like watermelon, like, you know, fried chicken, curry, like all the stuff that, that like can hit us. Uh, we've discussed. But it is interesting that it is an episode about playing into stereotypes is the episode which also talks about the stereotypes of the KKK and stuff like that. And I, I'm a part of me is like, what was he trying to do with this? The juxtaposition and is like, strange. Right? The juxtaposition is very strange. I do find that very, very odd. And I don't know how I feel about that part of it. But well, I, I thought that the watermelon stuff for me, um, the best part about the watermelon storyline was the first introduction of it when leon is just scurrying away i, <laughs> I thought it was very endearing of like being caught doing something wrong doing something naughty uh and larry's like we'll figure this out together we're in this together i i i thought it was pretty good um but i i felt like i keep this is another example i think of an episode that has a a name that is not it's not named after the thing you're going to remember the most from this one 
So what would we have named this episode? It's a good question. I agree. The watermelon is like a B storyline. I, I, you don't want to name it the chauffeur. We, Rob and I used to rename Seinfeld episodes. And like, you yeah. don't want to spoil that the chauffeur is really important by naming it the chauffeur. The robe? Right? So yeah, I think you have to name it the robe. I think you have to name it the robe. Yeah, I think it's the robe, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, it's the one that makes the most sense. Because as much as I loved the argument and debate around like pirate's booty, you could have named it maybe like a pirate's booty or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's fine too. The pirate's yeah. booty, mm-hmm. which where where do you one think? or one is, or two would have been okay maybe like four. <laughs> where do you guys fall on that debate? Because this this was something that was discussed in my household about what the appropriate time of picking up something that falls on the floor is. Uh, my fiance said that uh, with the office, it's her office. She's allowed to pick it up when she wants, and that the ending with the grape is a gray area because it's outside, but it's still technically on someone's property. I personally, uh, uh, this is the instance I am with Larry that in all instances, please pick up the thing you drop on the floor, even if it's your office. But I'm curious where you two land on this, uh, this particular issue. Akiva, would you have picked up the pirate's booty right away? Yeah. Especially if someone's like in the room, it's my, like, yeah, I, the, the only thing I can remember about that, and Pirate's Booty's gross, so I would never have picked it up yeah. to I drop it. I haven't had a Pirate's yes. Booty in a long it's time. Gross. That's it's like, melt, it gross. It's like, your mouth. It, I'm not a big fan. Melts in your mouth and not in a it's for like way. babies, honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's it's like the type of kid I could give to my two-year-old and he'd be yeah. happy, but I, yeah. I feel like my five-year-old wouldn't be into it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I yeah, some grown-ups do like it. It's not for me. Um, I think that, uh, oh, this, uh, it reminded me a little bit of um, your question that, I was once at Adventureland. Shout out Matt Lagoria. Yeah, of Matt. And and um, I was with my kids and my grandfather's wife. And we were sitting on the bench and we were feeding the kids. And then I had like a bunch of trash, just like a bag of snacks that was empty and a couple like wrappers. And I had them on the bench next to me. And I had not yet gotten up. Gotten up. And this guy comes up to me and curses me out for like not throwing out the trash. And luckily, like uh, my step-grandmother had like a very sharp tongue so she like started cursing him out just stepped in uh, but it was like why are you assuming i didn't throw it out like if i walk two feet away curse me out go for it yeah i'm like still in you're the right process there. of dealing with yeah, it you're you're there didn't make any sense to me yeah this person's encroaching upon your situation mm-hmm. in a way that's yeah. just not all right it was the wild. timing is it was bad. wild yeah it was wild if i was a little bigger i would have beat him up oh wow <laughs> <laughs> not, not really but i remember yeah. like this is like bizarre yeah uh I would I think I would have picked it up, if, especially in mixed company. I think you have to pick up the pirate's booty right away. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. you have to pick it up right away because it's going to uh, get smushed all over the carpet. That's a whole vacuum. job. It, yeah. And that's really inconsiderate of the people who are cleaning the offices. Um, but also it's kind of gross uh, for yourself. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to be walking around your office with crummy floors and, and you could have well, done something to stop it. Let me ask the two of you a question. Yeah. Pretend pirate's booty is your favorite food. Like this was popcorn. Sure. Or oh, would, would, would you it? eat it? Pop- would you have you eaten have a pirate's booty to popcorn as the best? Well, food? I don't know. Like That's- something that you like uh, your favorite chip, and you only have like three left in the bag. Yeah. Would you have eaten it in this uh, scenario if you're the the optim uh, the atomic? Is Larry in the room? If Larry's in the he room, he wouldn't see you. Well, you could also pick it up, walk out of the room, say you're going to throw it out, or <laughs> you know, not not even say it, but like you know. It's implied, right? And then just eat it. If if someone is in the room and I don't know the person very well, I'm probably not eating it, and I'm sad to have lost uh, one of my my precious final chips. Um, if it's someone I know relatively well, 
And if it's only on the ground for a little bit of time, I'm probably eating it, but I have to couch this in. I have not yet been in this situation in the new world order where all things germy are heightened. Uh, am I going, is the five second rule dead? I don't know yet. I haven't encountered it. I have not, at least not in the wild. In my home, five second rule still applies. Your I, office should be clean enough, Kevin, to that, that, you know, you should be willing to eat off the floor. I mean, 80% chance I'm eating. I'm eating this. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think that's, that's probably going to happen. Like, that is my favorite chip. And like that, mm-hmm. I, I think chip is, is a key thing. Like that was another <laughs> moment in this episode, that entire discussion. I'm also with you here, Akiva, that I'm not a fan of cheesy snacks. I'm a fan of cheese as a snack, mm-hmm. but not cheesy snacks. I don't like that, that, that fake cheddary powder. It just doesn't appeal to me in any way. But if it's a chip, it's a good potato chip. It's like a Ruffles or one of those like kettle, kettle cooked jalapeno. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd probably do the like, I'd pick it up and then like go out the door and then just pop it up in my mouth. I shake, shake it off. I, I yeah. think a, I think a fairly key uh, thing here is what is what kind of snack are we talking about? Are we talking about a dry snack a la a chip or a wet snack a la a piece of watermelon? And if the watermelon oh. dropped on the floor, it's done. No, no. So, so. I, I dropped a piece of turkey on the floor. It's the done. things that you find like, yes, yeah, like yeah. you would you wouldn't eat that. On Anything that is going to glom on to your <laughs> yeah, fruit exactly. glommed. If it's glommed, it's gone. If That's it's a glommable piece of food, uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh, you gotta yeah. throw it away. It doesn't they matter should, how delicious. There should be like warnings on the package. Caution glommable. Do yeah, not drop. Yeah, it's glommable. Uh, You're gonna find some stuff that'll make you question the cleanliness yes. of your home. Yeah. It's just... yes. <laughs> because certain foods will fall on, on pristine surfaces, Akiva, and mm-hmm. you will learn that your surface was not quite as pristine as you thought. Yeah. Before he uh, became like a like a right wing like gas bag, Adam Carolla had a bit which was like the worst f- food in the world to share is milk because uh-huh. it's like so pure and like <laughs> God forbid you see anything in there. <laughs> oh man! Uh... What scenario are you sharing milk with people? Wow, if I yeah. went over to someone's house, and don't they cream had a shame, glass Kevin. Milk, don't go cream shaming people cream right shaming. now. He's cream shaming. I mean, it's a like, spouse, like, maybe a boyfriend, uh, a girlfriend. Yeah. I, even then, there, there is something weird about milk being shared. <laughs> yeah. Even amongst, like, yeah, my, it is my fiance. Take. It is the like, worst. It's the worst thing to share. Yeah, to like pass around a jug of milk. Because <laughs> how about this? If my wife had, a, if my wife had like a cup of water and I was really thirsty, yeah. I would drink that cup of water. Yes. yes. But yes. if she had a cup of milk and I was like dying in the desert, I still wouldn't finish that milk. You I, know? In the desert, so, maybe yeah. I would. But I would maybe. then like once I left the desert, I would be haunted by the cup of milk mm-hmm. that I had to drink to survive. You have a toothbrush uh, in the desert? I was just going to yeah. say uh, the milk is like sharing a toothbrush almost. I don't know why, yeah. but mm-hmm. a milk is almost like sharing a toothbrush. Yeah. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, I think we're all in agreement on uh, on uh, the dropping of the pirate's booty. Um, I, I, I liked it as a bit, but it was just there was just a lot. There was a lot in here. We we should keep going on the watermelon though. Um, did you? So you were you didn't love the juxtaposition of it, Kevin? But did you like the the big grandstand that Larry goes on in the grocery store? Uh, Honestly, he's, he's of- buying a watermelon, and that's okay. Yeah, I I, I what I did like is uh, when he had his moment, right? Because if, if it was just Larry talking for Leon and, and this other guy, I do think there's a weird, like, are you being like a weird white watermelon safe? You're like, yeah. what are you doing here? Akiva, but I think where, he... where, are, where are we at on gefilte fish? First of all, I, maybe I'm crazy because I don't eat cream cheese. Yeah. But I've never, I don't think gefilte fish and cream cheese have ever touched in the history of the world. Yeah. I'm sure. So I don't know what he's I'm talking sure it, about. I'm sure. I'm sure it has. It's not there, a thing, though. It's not. But a it's thing. not like the way to eat it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never. I've never done it. Uh, it's been a table many times. Uh, with my Jewish relatives. They're separate relatives. foods. They're separate foods. Uh, but I've the never texture done it. Horrible. Um, I'm not a gefilte fish guy. I was in a band called Gefilte Fish, but that's as close as I've gotten. What? Can I ask what what exactly is gefilte fish? Because I, I I know like there's a whole bit in Rush Hour about it. I I, mm-hmm. I know that that you know. Like, I think you're gonna have to Google it. It's very hard to explain. It's like a gelatinous fish. Yeah. Wikipedia nope. will right, tell you. Wiki- yep. yeah, no, Wikipedia you. will tell you that gefilte fish is a dish made from a poached mixture of ground deboned fish, such mm-hmm. as carp, whitefish, or pike, and it is traditionally served as an appetizer by Ashkenazi Jewish households. It looks like between a cross of a matzo ball and a white sponge. Yeah. Uh, Weird. It definitely has a frightening uh, visual component. Yeah, uh, it's not It's not visually, uh, it's not aesthetically pleasing. I'll yeah. say this. It's still definitely part of the Jewish world. Yes. But I do think in the last, like, 20 years, like, Jewish cuisine has, like, improved leaps and bounds. And I don't think the youth are really going after the gefilte. They're not I think hanging. The, I think gefilte, gefilte fish, fish, like, 
if it's at the table, the average age is like probably 60 plus. Larry liking gefilte fish is mm-hmm. wholly unsurprising to me. Yes. No, that's very on brand. He probably Larry David, the person in real life, probably actually likes gefilte loves fish. It. That's my loves guess. it. And like, I wouldn't be surprised, Kevin, if part of the uh, the impetus behind the watermelon storyline being included in the episode was for Larry to have a moment where he could uh, vouch for gefilte fish. Uh, I mean, I feel like that's he, he soapboxes certain things, right? Like a lot of I think the, the show is like his own personal views and opinions coming out. It's interesting that that's the one, right? Like a filter fish. Where I feel like, again, watermelon, I think is, is more universal that people like watermelon. Gefilte fish, I think, is very specific. Just for how you described it, I'm not into it. I'm, I love I love a good lox and bagel. I when I come to New York, I Josh has seen it. I have I love getting it because here in LA, you can't really get a good bagel to start with. Uh, yeah. You can get some good salmon, uh, some pretty okay tre- cream cheese, but like getting a whole shebang, not not really a thing. So I love coming out there and getting it. Just some description of gefilte fish. I enjoy trying things. That might be one I might not try. Just yeah. the visual you're describing. Um, but yeah, what a I mean, it's a Larry David move, right? To like. Ex- expunge as something something great in his in a, in a moment of the show while talking about something else i did kind of like the theatricality of the scene akiva when like he asks the other black man who's online do you like watermelon mm-hmm. and eventually he's just like i do <laughs> you know, i was like, you know you're very nervous that's one of those curb scenes you're watching yeah. very nervously yes like, what's gonna happen here? yeah <laughs> uh like very much edge of my seat for for a lot of it and definitely to the show's credit the second that he is um, empathizing with the Klansman after he's bumped into him and, uh, you know, how he feels so bad that he's going to have to go to his rallies without his robe. Uh, from that moment forward, my jaw was on the ground. Uh, but I don't know if it was in a great way. I was very anxious watching this episode. Larry befriending a member of the KKK is very far it's mm-hmm. just a you know, Well, I'm going to say this. I know maybe like the universe is different than like Pete Curb a decade yeah. plus ago. Yeah. But like a good Curb episode probably is supposed to make you anxious. Yeah, you know? I think you're right. I think you're right. Well, I'm curious. How does this make like how does this compare? Because like I, I, anxious. Yes. I, I don't know if it's not as anxious necessarily, but I obviously I disagreed with the take. I agreed strongly with the ending of, of, of him getting beat up because Susie put the, the star David on there. Yeah. But how does this then like. What about the episode, like one of the most famous ones, the Palestinian chicken, right? Like when he's sleeping with that woman, like there's a lot happening there that is obviously very racial, very uncomfortable. Like, mm-hmm. where does that position it? I, I'm well, the joke is usually because, on like, Larry, Kevin. You know, the joke is mm. usually on Larry. Um, here, like Larry's clearly not the bad guy in this. I mean, like Larry does crazy things like you befriend the this Nazi, but like. Larry's not he's not the worst guy here like he can still be the hero of the episode so it's a little different (laughs) where usually it's like Larry's doing bad things but and like he is the he is the bad guy here like no one on earth would ever think like Larry's the bad guy yeah I mean he is the herald of his own destruction on a regular basis like a lot of what happens to him is his own doing uh but yeah, it, it it's just such a weird. I just but then he goes to the dry. Like there's a lot of levels. His discussion. I did love the exchange with Susie as he's talking, trying to like get to the point. Where it was like uh, he is he is a man. Was, I kind of felt like, like that. 
I guess, I guess even as I was about to talk this through, I sort of answered it for myself is that initially I was surprised that Susie capitulated so quickly uh, that even with the IOU a favor, it did not feel like a Susie move Akiva to make a robe for a Klansman, but to stitch a star of David on the back of it was a very Susie move. I like, did she know that in the moment? You know, I'm not sure. Like, right. but yeah. I mean, she's like very agreeable. There's no, there's no screaming at all from Susie in this episode. She, you know, she appreciates the favor. Larry yeah. has to go out of his way to point out, like, I, you know, I hate it every second. The, one thing, it's like the rabbi. You like a lot of times they'll make him like you know someone like that an over the top character, and it's like show us why he sucks. They don't really show us why he sucks, and then it ends just up not that mattering. He's slow because, as hell on the yeah, golf course. <laughs> yeah, it ends up not mattering just yeah. because. Um, yeah. You know, he serves a different purpose in the episode. Right. That's what I'll say about this one for sure is it was it was very surprising, not just in terms of the content, like the shock value. Um, what really surprised me was how certain things folded together. I wasn't tracking Susie's um, uh, abilities to, uh, you know, her, her knitting skills to be something that was going to come back at the end of the episode. Right. Um, and I definitely in the moment clocked you know, that you owe me a favor was going to come back. But I don't think that there was any part of me that stitched those things together, that she would be the one to salvage the robe, Kevin, was not something that was on my radar. So when that started happening, that this was, I know someone who owes me a favor and that Susie was going to get roped into the robe uh, was a total uh, blindside for me that I feel uh, should have been more obvious. And maybe I was just asleep at the switch. Uh, first of all, uh, stitched together. Well, well done. On, Thanks, on the Kevin. On I, thank you. Thank uh, you. Uh, so secondly, um, I like the moment that they talked about like an alternative. My brain was just like, is he gonna go talk to Susie about this? And so like, I sort of saw it happening. I didn't see her capitulation happening like that. But I do, I do think I don't know. Like a lot of the show has proven that Susie is very quick to think through things and to, to like formulate a manipulative plan. So part of me does think like, as the conversation is happening, she saw a way to not only uh, screw over a Klansman, but also screw over Larry. And she took it. Yeah. And I think like, that's like, Susie is so good at finding the way to manipulate situations. They think the plan came together in her head as the discussion was going on. Yeah. I think that feels right. Uh, Akiva, did you like Woody Harrelson in this? I mean, I, I think he did his job for sure. I think it was good casting. Like, you get, like, a famous person playing himself. You, Even you the sort HBO of know, family, True Detective. Yeah, you sort you know. of know at the at the beginning that, like, all right, he's not going to, like, be here for the rest of the season. So this is gonna, probably going to blow up by the end of the episode. You didn't uh, you think know, so? I was wondering, gonna... are we collecting him? Are we going to have... It's possible. It's yeah. possible. I was thinking, like, would we have heard that, like, Woody Harrelson's, like, a big player in the season? Um, but maybe not. Yeah, I, I mean, so I wasn't shocked when he went off. I don't know why he was being such an a-hole. Also, like, it is funny. Like, what is his reasoning to just like? I guess he said they're biodegradable, but like, just throwing grapes seems very unneighborly. I guess we never settled on where we would be uh, with if we dropped the grape. Uh, would we? Have, would we have been indignant and just let it lie and then start throwing grapes at our hosts, uh, or would we have picked up the grape? Kevin, did you have a huge issue with the grape on the ground outside? Yeah, I think because it's on the concrete. Like, if he had dropped it more towards the cows, if he had dropped it on the grass, I think there's a little bit more there. But, like, just out in the open on the concrete, I think is is just blatant. And, uh, again, 
I, I it's very difficult to land on the side here. What do you do uh, with the dirty uh, fruit at that point, Akiva? Do you chuck it in the woods? Do you go back inside and throw it out in the trash? Uh I mean it is biodegradable. Yeah, at that point, once you're making a big deal out of it, then you then you have to throw it out in the trash. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel uh I I've I felt I felt Woody was pretty clearly in the wrong because it was on a stone surface yes. uh, on a path. I think you have to at least kick it off the path. And if you drop it even outside in front of the person's uh, the person who owns the property, I feel like you want to pick that up. I don't think you want to just leave that mm-hmm. behind. Um, it felt to me, though, Akiva, that Woody Harrelson escalated it because Woody Harrelson's getting one shot at being on Curb Your Enthusiasm and he just needs to go off. You know, yes. he's not going to have another chance to do a classic curb sign off. Mm-hmm. We just have to, you know, raise the earth and uh, burn uh, every single bridge that got you there. Weren't you shocked that he doesn't really ever find out that he that he's a KKK guy? Yeah, like, I you was think like, hey, I need to use the bathroom. Sorry, you can't like I need to yes. use the bathroom. And like he sees a bunch of Nazi stuff. I don't know. Yeah. This guy's secret was was saved. Are we going to see uh, Mark Menchaca return? Is this a recurring character, the Klansman, Kevin? Or do you think that we God, get I him once and never again? I hope, yeah. I hope this, is, this is it. I hope this is the one uh, reference we have to the KKK. Will they try to redeem him, Akiva? Cool. I, there could be, like other seasons have had, a bunch of all-stars. In, in episode 10, where it's like a lot of chickens come home to roost. Yeah. We're not going to see him before that, I don't think. But it's possible we could get a brief cameo again of him for sure. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I cannot stress enough how much I enjoyed Larry having to uh, pretend that he was a farmer. Uh, and just the, 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 the quick thinking that had to occur. It was like fairly slow thinking, too, in mm-hmm. fact. It was very slow, quick thinking. Of, uh, what of are the odds? He just walks past the cow. He, he lives in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a pretty lucky break. Uh, Jesse couple, and Rebecca, the cows. A couple other things uh, from the episode I want to make sure we hit. Uh, the optometrist, all three of us are four-eyed folk. Uh, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. We, we know our way around. Representation matters. It does. It's very <laughs> important on an episode like this, too, yeah. uh, to, to get the glasses people talking. Um, mm-hmm. Was this fair to your experience akiva do you ever understand the real difference or do you kind of just bullshit the optometrist yeah very relatable i never yeah. know what's what um i thought i thought she'd put like a message in there it would have been funny actually if she uh-huh. comes back and the me- <laughs> like she comes back again and like the message is like f you larry or something would uh-huh. been very funny <laughs> yeah. instead of just smashing him but uh and then maybe she smashes him when he's reading it, F- you let and like she smashes. That would be good. Totally coincidentally, uh, I scheduled it the other week. I have an optometrist coming up this week, oh, and boy. I'm like not going to be able to think about it in mm-hmm. any way other than. Uh... Don't you always think they're not paying attention? Is it one yes. or two? But they're like off in space. They're checking their phone. Like you don't know what they're doing. You're looking in those things. I genuinely <laughs> have no idea what we're doing when we're doing the one and two. Uh, it, it. I mean, I know when it doesn't look right. And like when it when it obviously is not my prescription, and then I mm-hmm. know when I can see it. But when I get when you get to the final stage, Kevin, the final round is really hard. Mm-hmm. Where it's you have, tough, you know. Like, but I'm I'm always so invested in it, and I kid you not. When Larry was when they were doing this in in the episode, I was just like one like one is the better one. Like I was like looking at it as it was going one and two, and just being like, no, that's clearly the better one because uh, I'm very invested. Uh, in 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 my eyesight, 
mm-hmm. and making sure like my prescriptions are perfect. I also like my prescript knock on wood. My prescription has not changed in a long time. I'm very happy about how that. often do so you I get, get your eyes checked, nervous. Kevin? Uh, once a year because I take advantage of my uh, of my vision plan and I have about five pairs of glasses wow. that I change in and out Ooh, depending on what I'm on wearing. Us. Can you believe that five pairs of glasses, Akiva? I it, listen. I listen. It's, it's five pairs of glasses match, is a staggering amount of glasses. How bad are, how bad are your eyes? Negative five point two five. Mine are much worse. I feel like five pair of glasses for me would be like thousands of dollars. Uh Um, (laughs) The Stephen Fishback had a tweet which was like, I could never find. Like I always need a pair of glasses to find my glasses. Like yes, I my my second pair of glasses is always used. Just like if I wake up in the morning, like did I fall asleep on them? Hold on, I gotta go get them. I know where they are. Yeah. Now I have to use them to find my other glasses. I should be keeping better tabs on uh, pair number two. I don't. I don't know where they are offhand. But I always know where Glasses Prime are. Uh, glasses Prime either on my face or on the surface immediately next to where I have fallen asleep, whether that is mm. my bed or my couch. Uh, the glasses are accounted for because I would be gone without them. I yeah, wouldn't I, be here anymore. My my mom bought, for my sister's wedding, my mom bought me like really fancy glasses. And like two weeks after the wedding, I fell asleep watching TV in bed and uh, never found the glasses. I broke like I slept on them. They they broke off. They snapped one of the uh, um, the the things that lay on your ear. Yeah, I, I, it snapped off and I never found it. We moved out of that house and I never <laughs> found the piece. So those those glasses uh, lasted about three weeks. Oh, that's Do you have a pet. Do oh, not have maybe. a pet. We had little we had a little kid. I never just never found the like it's like not such a small piece. Never found it. Wow. Figured when we move out, like, all right, that last day, I'll see it. It's probably not my prescription anymore. Nope. Did not did not turn up. I don't Uh, tend to misplace my glasses. I try not to fall asleep in them ever. Uh, But that said, now I'm like like all my glasses currently are in one specific drawer next to my bed. But now from this, 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 this conversation, I feel like I should place them strategically around my apartment. So if ever. I lose one pair. I, I will have an access to another in the room I'm in, less I have to stumble. Bringing new meaning to, to uh, safety glasses, you know, hmm. uh, have them stashed around your home like your John yep. Wick uh, preparing <laughs> for an invasion. Uh, I mean, it's, listen, interesting idea. The, the, it's important because in every horror movie I see, maybe in reliable places anything, that you know you travel to often, you have a you have a deposit box with a pair of glasses in. You need them. Uh, you know, in disaster scenario, if we lose our glasses, we're dead. I like, saw that episode of the Twilight Zone. It. it was bad. That poor guy, he would never be able to read again. Uh, um, Burgess Meredith. Meredith five Burgess, glasses. Meredith five glasses is a lot. It's a lot. It's stuff. the most I've ever heard. I mean, my dad is like hundreds, <laughs> but they're not like prescription. Yeah, five glasses. They're like five dollars CVS uh, glasses for reading. Five glasses is obscene. You were right. It's a flex. It's a flex. It's, I'm, mm-hmm. th- it I'm flex. thinking. I'm thinking about a getting a second set of glasses after this visit to the opto- optometrist. That won't just be me putting new lenses in my old pair. I'm thinking. I'm thinking about getting a different style. And just even the idea of a second style of glasses, it changes your whole face. You can't do that five times. I That's why I'm very specific on, in the, on the style I'm buying. Make sure they look at my face. Also, again, clarification, my prescription has not changed. So, like, that's the benefit is that I have five pairs because they, they haven't been updated. 
because there's all the same prescription. So I can interchange in and out, no problem. Uh, but I'm very, like, I have to say, like, last year I got, uh, or t- two years ago, I got a pair that are like, I think you've seen them, Josh. They're like a weird, like, octagonal shape. So, you know, they're yes. very stylish and unique. Uh, currently, aviator styles are in. So my most recent pair are an aviator style pair. The ones I'm wearing now are from about four years ago. They're like the clear, uh, completely clear seats. Yeah. Exactly. So I try to keep my glasses up with this stuff because you got to keep up with the fashion as best as you can. I have very little going for me in my life. So, <laughs> so looking good in glasses in. is all I've got. Akiva, I'm losing my hair. I'm just, it's all a mess. Akiva, wow. did you like uh, Kaylee Cuoco as the optometrist? I didn't recognize her until reading the credits after. But, yeah, she's funny in that episode. Slams the doors like, what the F do you do, Larry? Yeah. Uh, yeah oh, like that. I, mean, I guess they're broken up now. Yeah, yeah, she's a door slammer. Doesn't walk into the door, but slams it. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of broken up now. I felt, I felt like a lot of HBO synergy because she's the flight attendant. So there's the HBO oh, Max. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have Woody from True Detective, Mark Menchaca. So they just really mm-hmm. kept kept it in-house. Uh, oh, I mean, you think they're in house? You think Woody Harrelson's like still under contract from yeah. the one season of True Detective? <laughs> they need, they needed it. They, he has maybe four additional episodes of something that he has mm-hmm. to satisfy. So he's so just on set and like, yeah. hey, you need Woody? He's in his trailer for the He's there. Years. He's ready. He's ready. He's ready to go. Two uh, two things I, I really yeah. liked. Yeah. There you go. No, go for it, Kiva. Two things I really liked. Uh, Larry, uh, his, his sort of philosophy on uh, freedom of speech is freedom of speech for Larry David and everyone else can ask me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, I'll let you know. Yeah. Um, and also, like, they're having, they're doing small talk with the overly friendly uh, checkout lady at the supermarket when they're buying the watermelon and the filter fish. And, and yeah, what did he's he like, say? Well, what are you guys going to be doing after this? He's like, Oh, you know, I'm going to have my, they're having like a back and forth. He's like, I'm going to go get my leg amputated, which yeah. is like a very subtle line. He's just like, <laughs> You're not listening to me. This conversation doesn't matter. I'm just going to say something completely insane and you're not even going to respond. She had a pretty tepid response to yeah, very getting... tepid, which is the point. It's like this is like a meaningless conversation to me. Uh, yeah. Uh, how about the uh, we we have is this our our third Mary Ferguson? Is this it? Mm-hmm. This is... yes. I thought this would be it, Akiva. I thought we found yes, her. I really one. did. Mm-hmm. I really thought we found the one. Is it so gross eating the watermelon? Like she's immediately turned off forever. Was it maybe Kevin just the savagery of the scene? You know, it was just too, it was too much watermelon. It was too much wet food in one room at one time. I, I, I don't actually think it's a savagery of the scene. I think it's very much, I think it's, it's look, it's, it's a, it's a person to person thing, right? Like I avoid, like I avoid certain things that make me feel like the stereotype. And when I walk into situations and like, there's other Indian people who are like acting quote unquote, very Indian, I yeah. remove myself. And I think it's the same thing. Like I felt this storyline on such a visceral level. And that moment of just like, when you walk in, you're just like, Oh no. And I was like, I can't be associated with you. And you got to go because it's like, you work really hard to like not fit into like certain roles. But this said, I do like the conceit of just like breaking it because it's just like, it's okay if we do this type of stuff. Like we can't lock ourselves away from things we liked. I didn't eat curry for a very, very long time after leaving home because I didn't want to fall into that. And now yeah. I'm like for, for like a good decade now, like I've gotten back into it. I love curry. I'm totally fine with like saying that uh, I love ordering Indian food, going out to Indian restaurants. But for a long time, I was just like, no, 
And like when I'm with my cousins, if like we're together and they're like blasting Indian music when we're driving, I'm like, I will leap out You're of this skin car. Skin crawling. Right yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so like there's that level of it. So I think that was what poor Mary Ferguson <laughs> stumbled into. And it's just like, oh no. Especially when you're being led to this house. Like, look, there's also the weirdness of being led to this house by a white dude and then walking into this kitchen. And oh, like has, a halfway, like, bl- a halfway blind right? uh, white dude as well who's just hit like, your car. A lot that moment that could also set off the alarms of just like, I need to go. I might get murdered. And this is, I gotta, I, I'm headed out. Like Akiva driving the car after going to the optometrist was psychotic, right? You can't do that. You're not yeah, allowed. No, to it do made that. no sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You could barely walk. Uh, that I have no idea why Larry did that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really thought this was, I thought we found her. thought this was the one. I know. So I ma- agree. She seemed very nice. She didn't, yeah. even, wasn't mean about the crash. Yeah. Uh, so now are we going to do a Mary Ferguson every single time? I think we're now already, I, I feel like I, uh, if we have another Mary Ferguson, I lose the Mary Ferguson. Uh, I think I said this would be it. Three mm-hmm. was the magic number. Yes. Well, you won the Hulu one, but yeah. Yeah, I got I to gotta take my wins where I can. Uh, Kevin, do you think that uh, young Larry, do you think we'll see it by the end of the season? Will we see a produced episode of the show? I don't think we're going to see a produced episode of the show. I do think he's going to keep leaping to other uh, streaming services. I think that's that's a plot line like I, I cracked up at. Like when he left Netflix and went to Hulu, I'm like, is this it? Is, is he going to keep going to other streaming services as like he gets annoyed and upset at each of them? Which I think is a high possibility we, that I we really think, like. We think on the podcast that it's going to go to HBO. That's the, I feel like that's, that's just that's that's too on the money though, right? I feel like that's too that's too on the nose for them. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't I don't know if it'll end up anywhere honestly. I think I think this might be a situation where Larry screws himself out of another show. Uh like you know like it, we we got a Seinfeld situation where they're pitching, you know, their show and through shenanigans it never actually comes to fruition. Like we might see that here. I I I have a sh- I have a suspicion that the season is actually going to end with a like a culmination where Larry's I don't want to say Larry's going to change his name. I think Larry might change, like, like actually change his name to Mary Ferguson, so he gets the flight to Asia with Leon because he won't like think too much of like spending the money to change his name legally to Mary Ferguson. That feels like a lot like, of that's effort. That's a possibility. That feels like a lot of effort, Akiva, for Larry, who I doubt even really would want to go to Asia. Yeah, it's a like lot. A of long effort. flight? I don't know. He would He's not want to go to his name Asia. for a long flight. He would not. No. I mean, maybe that's how it'll end, but if so, it's almost like reluctantly. Yeah, yeah. He kind of has to take it on. Uh, so we're he still something tra- to Leon. We're still tracking the the Mary Ferguson the storyline, uh, and then yeah, the end uh, blows the shofar. The town wakes up. I thought that was great. That, mm-hmm. I the horn of really, Gondor. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, it was. It was. It was very funny. I thought that was. I thought that was hysterical. Uh, I I definitely liked it. I I still think the mini bar was a more solid episode for me. I would say that this underneath the mini bar, above the five foot fence, above Angel Muffin, is where I would rate it, Keith. You would you would switch mini bar and watermelon. Yeah, I have this way above. Uh, way above the yeah, mini this bar. This is a tier above to me. I don't wow. think the mini bar I'll remember two months from now. Yeah. If someone's like, hey, do you know the curb episode where Woody Harrelson is there and and Larry befriends the Klansman and then they beat him up because they think he's Jewish? Like, I laughed out loud multiple times. Yeah, this is yeah. this and the show for like by the way, anytime they go like super inside Jewish baseball. Mm-hmm. It's a home run, like the ski yeah. lift top 10 episode, <laughs> Palestinian chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Considered the best episode of the series. Like 
the you know they they're probably the bat mitzvah they're probably like five of the top like twelve episodes of the series are yeah. very Jewish based. Uh, Kevin Watermelon favorite of the season would you say or did you like any of the previous a little bit more? Oh man, I because was it, I mean episode was episode two the one where he is is at the dentist? At yes, the end? yes, I think uh, that's right. I I enjoyed the culmination of that episode. But I do, I do agree with Akiva that like when you think about what's gonna stand out, what's the one people can remember? I think it's gonna be this one. Uh, I, I think there's just that level of it because of, of of the you know the the Klansman Association. So I do think this one stands out so far. I I'm waiting for my um what uh, the 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 Timothy Oliphant right like Mikey's wedding. That's that's the episode I'm waiting for for this season, which I we haven't gotten yet because uh, like for me that's that was the prime exa- uh, episode from from that season was just i think it was spectacularly well done yeah. jokes on stuff yeah. i haven't gotten that this season yet this maybe has come the closest but i don't think we're there yet i'm still waiting for that episode to hit uh got it. To, to hit that level because i don't think we're there got it got it all right uh all right well we'll see where we go from from here kevin anything else uh anything you want to plug including podcasts that you and i do together um uh i mean you know you don't you have to plug the one that we earlier. do together it's yeah okay. we got everything is super we got ya on the ya podcast we're currently going to be covering the divergent series uh we're really excited to be diving into that um how are you so going to finish we'll that because they never did doesn't, uh well, it listen, doesn't end listen listen and find out josh okay, okay. <laughs> tune in and see what we do about it all right um, that's in the the psr patron feed patreon.com slash post show recaps podcast comes out on fridays uh, so check that out. Uh, uh, I have a website. You know what? I'll plug my website that hasn't been updated in a while, but you can check out uh, themahadman.com. I've I've got uh, links to some some writing I've done. I've got some comic book work I've done. I would love for people to check that out. Uh, you know, give it a peek, see, and and hope you all enjoy it. So yeah, uh, plug my website. That's that's the thing I could do. All right, follow him. Kevin is at Kev Mahadeo on Twitter. Uh, Akiva, what's happening on Renat right now? No, uh, new girl. Yes, we did uh, the dad joke off this week. Rob and I told dad jokes to uh, three of our. Did you uh, did you come children. up with your own? No, listeners send them in. Got it. In dad jokes. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Uh, then we're just judging like who's funnier, me or Rob. Versus yeah. here, it's like could they laugh at the dad jokes? Yeah. And um, you're, you're entrusting that with a panel of people who are judging who's funnier. Uh, well, yes, but also the panel was like people who would be reluctant to laugh at the dad jokes. Uh huh. So got it. it. Okay. Like, so you're seeing like you, you would have been the last them. person called for that. You know. Yeah. Because I would have. I would have loved it. I would have loved yes, it. Yes. You would have laughed. Yeah. Uh, it's it's it was tough nuts to crack. Uh-huh. And then um, uh, thirty two fans. We have a lot of football stuff going on. NGOG. We had Ovsidensky, a big post show recaps uh, listener, and yeah, he was on here last week, and and uh, and guest last week. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, when are we and, getting uh, Allie? When are we getting Allie? For uh, very soon. We have to. Well, we'll talk about it off. We just have okay. to schedule her a little okay. later in the day. We'll, okay. We'll we can do it. We can do it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. Uh, more Curb next week. We have the whole HBO Sunday night lineup in your post show recaps podcast feed. Uh, Succession Curb Insecure is coming your way later this week as well. Dexter coverage. So we're even hitting Showtime. The zombies of The Walking Dead. We're doing that. Everything is super is getting into we're starting to preview Hawkeye this week, Kevin. Uh, we're also going to be talking about a thing that we are going to be doing additionally with yeah, everything. A very is super. special announcement, uh, a very I'm special really announcement. Excited. So you're going to want to tune yeah. into the podcast this week. Uh, I'm really excited so, about it. 
so much else so much else to to uncover so many discoveries still to be made uh so check it all out post your recaps wherever you get your podcast we will be back next week with more curb until then everybody take care bye-bye Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.